Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at theatsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies, and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle-class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance, and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Welcome to Let's Talk Tuesday, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on a Tuesday evening. 
If you are watching us on Plant Better University, you can also join us live every Tuesday on Zoom. The link can be found in the video notes. If you're listening to us on podcast, uh, thank you for joining us. You can also join us live on Zoom as well. That information can be found in the show notes or you can find us on Facebook. Let's Talk Tuesday is a free coaching and training call brought to you by the APSJR company, which is home to the APS Business University. To find out more, you can visit theapsjr.com. And without further ado, I'm happy to introduce our speaker and trainer and coach for the evening, Michelle Mueller. She is uh, the Director of Member Services here at the ATSJR Company, as well as founder and CEO of the One Red Shoe Foundation. So without further ado, I am happy to introduce to you Miss Michelle Mueller. Thank you. Can you, can you hear me? Y'all can hear me? Use some body language, nod your head. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Tempest, so much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. It's Tuesday. Let's talk Tuesday, and I have the honor. Thank you to Antonio and Tempest for making this possible. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. And today we're talking about body language. Um, there are three main ways that we communicate. 7% um, of our communication is all verbal. Those are the words that we speak. 38% of that, um, our communication is the tone of our words. Just by changing our tone, if I say, come here, or if I say, come here, definitely change in body, um, that's a definite change in the tone in the way that we speak. But the weird, the thing that amazed me the most is 55% of our communication is through our body language. How amazing is that, that the body can communicate so many things without anybody even speaking a word? There are, uh, there's a whole community out there, and I don't even sure if community is the right word. There's 360 million deaf people in the world that can communicate through sign language. Yes, sign language is definitely body language. Um, other ways to communicate through body language, my grandson, he's two, he has tantrums throws himself on the ground. He definitely shows me when he is not happy. That's him having shown me through body language. Um, another way through uh, communication through body language is, let's say you're visiting a foreign country and you're not fluent. Let's say you're in Germany or Russian or Spain and you're not fluent in their language, but you still can communicate through body language, you can come pointing. If you get lost, you definitely want to be able to find or get directions. So something simple as pointing, nodding your head yes, shaking your head no, shrug of your shoulders. And of course, I'm not gonna do it, but everybody knows that universal hand gesture. That's very intense. <laughs> um, direct body language can be very intent to, there you go, BJ. <laughs> That's one too, BJ, BJ. Um, direct body language. You can express yourself with intent to express yourself. Uh, we have facial expressions. The face alone, this never blew me away, 250,000 different signals. I don't know all of them, 
I don't know hardly any of them. I know happiness, sadness, disgust, anger, contempt, surprise, fear, and even an eye roll can be used as body language. But our body actually has 700,000 signals to communicate with somebody else. How awesome is that? I mean, that's incredible. That's awesome. Or isn't it? Because sometimes we use our body language can speak for us. Our body language can say things that we don't want to say. These are silent signals that can portray, um, can be actually pretty harmful if you're a business owner without, without you even knowing it. Body language can show your fear, insecurities, lack of self-confidence. And it can even show that maybe you're not trustworthy. Not only can it harm your business, but it also can harm you. Because we teach our subconscious how to feel with our body language. Keeping our body language in check takes some serious effort. In most instances, you may not even know what your body language is saying or you don't know what your body language is telling somebody. And a lot of times you don't know what your body language is telling yourself. Our body language has a much more accurate meaning of what we are saying instead of the words that we are speaking. In other words, actions speak louder than words. It's a cliche, but it is so true. And then we tend to confuse people because sometimes our body language doesn't match what we say. People hear one thing, but they see another. And why does this happen? Because our subconscious can choose our body language without us even realizing it. Our body language can tell a lot about how a person feels in a particular situation. And more importantly, it can show how we feel about ourselves if we pay attention to it. It can tell someone that if we're lacking in self-esteem, they'll know it. If we are lacking in self-confidence, it will show. If we're afraid, nervous, or uncomfortable, our body speaks that. Even though I can say, uh, I've, if you notice my body language, I'm slumped forward and saying, I feel good, but it doesn't feel, look, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't look good. But if I stand more posture, I, I fix my shoulders and I stand more straight, it's more believable when I say I feel good because I look like I feel good. Um, so we talked about, uh, so when someone's slumped over with their shoulders down, they can demonstrate a lack of confidence or it can be a sign of boredom. Um, if you're talking to somebody and you keep averting your eyes, if you're not looking them in the eye, that can indicate that you're uncomfortable, you're self-conscious, or if you're asking someone a question and they won't look at you in your, in your eye, it may even show that you're lying. If you cross your arms, that's a signal that you're closed off, you're defensive, you're self-conscious, um, you're in disagreement, or you're just not open to receive information. <laughs> A forced smile can mean insincerity. Um, if you're standing, standing with all your weight on one leg 
can also be a sign of weakness and insecurity. Um, little movement, like checking your watch. Boredom, inattentive. All of these things, if you're in a business meeting and you're doing some of the, these things, it's not making you credible. It shows, if you're nervous, if you're insecure, if uh, for anything, if you show any of these signs, people will notice this. People may not do business with you because of that. Um, if you're a speaker, now, if you're, if you're in church, if you're, if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, if you're, if you're doing anything speaking and you have your hands open, well, if you can see my hands open, there we go. See my hands open. That's okay if you're in a church. That's okay if you're in um, a minister because you're open to receive. Now, if you're actually in sales and you're speaking with somebody with your hands open, it's almost like you're begging or you're desperate for them as a customer. I was do uh, he's going to talk, do that. I called the Antonio pose because I'm now I know why he's always talking and his hands are out like this. He's not talking with his pants with, with you talk with your palms down to a group. You're actually trying to suppress their excitement. You don't want to do that. If you're on stage, you want them to be excited. Um, talking with your hands up. If you're not in a religious, um, if, if it's not a religious engagement, talk with your hands to your side. I called the Antonio pose. And I, now when I look back, I think about it. That's all he does. He talks with his hands like this. There are so many different um, body signals. If, you re if you're listening to somebody and you're leaning forward, that's great. That shows them that you are attentive, that you're really focused. You're listening to them. But if you're leaning forward and you're trying to sell them a product or a service, it actually shows aggression. It actually may show that you're being a little pushy. So it depends on the, the position you're in. It depends on the situation you're in. But there is so many different body singles, signals for many different situations. I just tipped the top of them. Like they said, there were 700,000. And if we don't have enough time, it's, it'll go into Tuesday next week. Um, Keeping your, body keeping your body language in text takes some serious effort. In most instances, you may not even know you're doing it. How do you fix that? Be aware of your body language by being aware of how you feel. If you feel insecure, check your body language. Are you slumped forward? Are you closed in? Are your arms crossed? Is your weight on one foot? Check yourself. Check, um, check how you feel. If you're feeling insecure, don't show it. Don't show you're insecure. Um, another way to find out how what your body language is, ask somebody that you trust, preferably a very honest friend that'll give you honest feedback. Another way is you can take a video of yourself. Oh my, OMG, when I look back at some of my videos, I was all over the place. My eyes were I was looking, I was talking to the camera, I was talking to that little circle on the phone, and I was all over the place. I was like this, I was rocking back and forth. You could, sh I, I showed my nervousness. I showed my lack of self-confidence. And I'm sure it was also distracting to the viewer. I'm just, I wish I could erase some of those, but it also shows growth. So um, your lack of self-confidence will be visible to other people. So how can you look more confident? How can you look stronger and change the way you feel and inter interact with people through your body language? You want to know my secret? You fake it 
till you make it. You can do that. You can fake body. Um, you can fake your body language. It's it's simple. It just it's like breaking a habit. You got to consistently um, and constantly do it. You have to be aware of it. You do it. Um, let me. I got some tips here. Um, eye contact. You can appear confident by maintaining eye contact. Good eye contact shows others that you're interested. Okay, we're busy. We do a lot of ripping and running. We're barely at home. So preparing a really good fresh meal for your family, even for yourself, gets hard sometimes. Well, look, you can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. What HelloFresh does is it cuts out the stressful meal planning and the grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or even less, which is actually true because I've done it myself. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. And I love the pictures because it shows me how my meal is supposed to look. So I'm super excited to try to match the pictures. And there's something for everyone, including low calorie, vegetarian and kid friendly recipes. See, HelloFresh delivers fresh, high quality, pre-portioned ingredients so you can make meals that are delicious and nutritious. And with the pre-portioned meals, you know you're not eating too much or too less. You're eating just right. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences, and you can skip a week whenever you need to. And also, the wonderful thing I love about it is HelloFresh is also helping the world. HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019 and this year they're stepping up food donations to local communities amid the coronavirus crisis so when i received my package i instantly opened it up and i have three meals and i absolutely love the meals that i picked and out of all of the meals that they sent to me my favorite one was the and i hope i'm saying this right which is the shawarma spiced meatball pitas see i really like pitas i have a thing for bread and it really tasted good. It was flavorful. It was easy to prepare. Um, they also sent me the hay honey salmon. And they also sent me the kale cranberry and walnut stuffed delicata squash. But all of my, but out of all of those, my favorite was the spiked meatballs, meatballs pita. It was full of flavor. It was easy to make. They sent everything that I needed, which made, which made it really easy for me to prepare it all. So there wasn't any like extra stuff or, okay, so what goes where? How much goes here? How do I do this? How is it supposed to look when I finish? It wasn't any of that. It was really easy. I was able to, I was able to prepare the meal in about 30 minutes or so and was sitting down and eating within those 30 minutes and it was absolutely wonderful so hello fresh is the way to go now what you can do is you can go to hellofresh.com slash slash secret 80 and use code secret 80 to get a total of 80 dollars off across five boxes including free shipping on your first box so let me repeat that again go to hellofresh.com slash secret 80 and that's eight zero and you're going to use the code secret 80 which is eight zero to get a total of eighty dollars off across five boxes 
And that's including free shipping on your first box. Go there today, order your HelloFresh meal and make life easier, but still have the, the, the peace of knowing that you're still providing a fresh, healthy meal for your family. HelloFresh.com slash secret 80. HelloFresh.com slash secret 80. You guys enjoy because I know I did. And that you're comfortable. I'm not saying just stare at them. I'm not saying don't do that. That's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, you know, just do it for about 60% of the time. If direct eye contact makes you feel intimidating, they say to do this. I don't, something I don't recommend, but I wanted to tell it because I'm not sure. It's something. They say to focus on a point between their eyes. I think I would go cross-eyed doing that. But if you really have anxiety about talking with somebody or looking somebody in the face, focus on their eyebrow. Focus on something around them. Give them a little eye contact. Let them know that you're interested. Um, if you are in a conversation, now I'm not talking about selling something, but if you're just in a conversation and you want to stay focused or you're, you want them to know you're interested, lean forward. Lean into the conversation. It makes, and it keeps you focused on what they're saying. Um, if you're sitting, sit straight. Grandma always said it best, sit up straight, don't slouch. There was a reason for that, because it makes you even feel confident. Um, straighten your back, pull your shoulders back, uncross your arms, uncross your legs. It's gonna be uncomfortable, trust me, I've tried it. I've tried it a couple of times, and it's really uncomfortable. If you're standing talking to somebody, don't shift your weight onto one foot. It actually makes you, look, makes you look like you're intimidated by them. Stand straight, both feet planted on the, on the ground. Um, hands, hands at your sides. I know this is, they say not to put your hands in your pockets. Don't do that, guys. I know that's easy to do. Or don't rock back on your heels, something like that. Um, stand up straight. Just stand still. It's an odd feeling. It's crazy. I know. Um, keep your chin up. That's one of the things that when you're walking, they don't say don't look down, but don't look down while you're standing. Don't be averted. Don't, don't look to the side. Just pay it to stand with your feet, feet planted and your arms by your side. For me, that was really uncomfortable. I did it in the office the other day and I wanted to shift my weight. I wanted to cross my hand. I actually ended up folding my hands in front of me. Um, Grace had said, do you want to sit down? I'm like, no, I didn't want to tell her. I was doing a little test. You know, I was trying to test my body language and I stood there. It was like really hard to be focused, which told me that I don't do it enough. The more uncomfortable it feels in the beginning means the more that you should practice doing it. Um, other things that are, um, watch your hands. Don't fidget. Don't, um, I do it a lot. I twirl my hair. Um, I didn't realize I was, realize I was doing that until I actually watched a replay of one of the classes I was doing and I was just twiddling away. It showed that I didn't care. It showed I wasn't focused. It showed that I was bored and I wasn't. It was just a nervous, it was, I don't, can't even remember what we were talking about, but it was nervousness. That's all it was is work, nervousness. Um, so watch with your hands with your, um, what you're doing. If you're a speaker, do the Antonio hands when you talk. Um, you don't have to feel confident to change your body language. It might feel strange at first, 
Um, and I can give you an example of that. If you're, and don't do this if you're not driving or if you're driving, please don't take your hands off the wheels. I want you to be safe. But um, just to give you a little test to see how, how, it, how it may feel, if you cross your arms like this, and I'll give everybody a, <clears throat> everybody a chance to do it, right? Okay. So this is the way I'm, I have my right arm on top. So I'm going to uncross it and put my left arm on top. It don't feel right, does it? It feels a little uncomfortable. It feels a little uncomfortable. That is about the most uncomfortable changing your body language will make you feel. If you're the kind of one that slips forward and all this, try standing. To, it might be uncomfortable. You're not doing it. You got it, PJ? <laughs> you got it. Okay. All right. Body language, not in the head. So, yeah, just, that is, that's just uncomfortable. It's a little weird. But for somebody who's used to standing with all their weight on one foot, like me, I'm, I'm bad on that. I'll stand on my foot. Standing up with both feet plant, planted, it's just going to feel a little weird like that exercise we did. But it's going to make a change. It's going to make a change in how you look. It'll make a change in how you think and feel. And it'll make a change in how other people see your confidence. Um, Sometimes I ride in the car with Grace. I ride, I ride shotgun with Grace. And I always sit there. I sit in the passenger seat and I'll sit there like this. And she'll say, Auntie, are you cold? No. And I couldn't figure out what it was that I was feeling. I, maybe it was, you know, when you cross your arms, it makes you shutting people out. Um, you might be dissatisfied with something. I don't know what at the moment I was feeling. So the other day, she's driving me home, and I sat there like this. I had my both feet planted. I had my hands like this on the top of my legs. Immediately, my shoulders went back. I sat up taller. Hey, Grace. <laughs> there she goes. I sat up taller. I sat up taller. I felt better. And it's a short ride home, so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there. She's like, I think it's working. I'm like, it is. I felt more confident. It actually put me in a better mood. I was actually trying to be angry about something, and I couldn't because I felt powerful. Just sitting like this, I felt powerful. I felt more confident. Um, and it was a really, really good feeling. It was, it, was, it was actually really good. It felt unnatural. You know why? Because being confident doesn't feel natural to me. Exactly. Just like the arms crossing thing. Some things are not going to feel natural because we're so used to our body language reflecting the way we feel sometimes. Um, so I just wanted to give you that little exercise there. Um, another thing that has helped me, and this is something that I learned a few months ago, and it was about accepting compliments. Now, what does that have to do with body language? Well, actually doing this exercise made me able to accept compliments more. Before I would brush them off or I would explain them away. And somebody told me that if I would use the body language, if someone would give me a compliment and say, hey, Michelle, you look good today, I would secretly scoop that compliment and bring it to my heart. Why did that work? I have no idea, but it made me just a simple body length. I'm sorry, I'm going like, 
just a simple effort <laughs> of body language just scooping that to my heart made me hang on to that compliment just a little just a little bit better just to show you how important body language is not only for communities of people that can't hear only for people that can't communicate in the same language body language is important to not only the people in our lives who we add value to but it's important that we have we have good body language for us yes changing your body language takes a little effort catch yourself check yourself how are you feeling not only will these movements start feeling more natural to you so will the new confidence it's also about tricking your subconscious it works i've done it body language is a wonderful amazing thing use it to your advantage Does anybody have any comments, questions, or concerns, complaints? I don't have any questions. I don't have any complaints. But I do want to say thank you, Auntie. You're with welcome. everything you pointed out, <laughs> with everything you pointed out, so I'm like, dang, I do that. Dang, I do that too. Dang it, I do that too. <laughs> so. Thank you for express. Thank you for explaining to me what I'm saying when I'm doing these things because these are things that I actually do naturally. And so, yeah. So I'm going to work on those. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, thank you, thank you. Like, I'll, how do you think I felt reading and researching what? for this? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is mexit news <laughs> okay. I, I, I find myself slouching i'll see myself i'll find myself doing this sometimes just sitting back in, with my arms crossed i'll find myself hunched over like and then you sit here talking like dang that's what i'm telling people crap so thank you so much for tonight's call. I greatly appreciate it. I was extremely educated. So thank you very much. Very, very much. You're, thank you. You are very, very welcome. And I know the feeling because uh, as I was going through some of this research, I was like, oh. it was tough. It was tough. And it's hard to, it, the toughest thing was now that I know, like Chantel says, if you know better, you do better. It's hard. It's hard. It, it's hard. You have to be in a constant state of awareness of what you are saying to you, not only to others, but to yourself. So 
I was educated too, Deanna. Thank you. I have a question. Absolutely. All right, I had a couple of questions, but you, you answered some of them. I got the one question about how long to keep eye contact. Because I'd I be doing that sometimes. I'd be staring at people and be talking about it. <laughs> and I don't blank. Because, you know, I used to always <laughs> be in staring contest. I don't blank. But either way, uh, so, but you answered that pretty, pretty cool. And um, I guess my, my next question was, how do you feel about practicing your body language in the mirror? Like, sometimes I get in the mirror and I have to practice, you know, seeing my eyes. And when I, I want to look crazy. But when I talk to my sons, you know, I have to look a certain kind of way to stop from laughing. But So they'll take it serious. So uh, what, most, what, do you, what do you think about that? I, most definitely. I think that's an awesome, I didn't even touch base on that. I didn't even think about that one, BJ. That is awesome. Most definitely watch your body language in the mirror. Um, and if you can catch yourself, I have a stand-up mirror in my, in my bedroom. So yeah, I guess I need to do that more often. That is a really great point. Thank you, BJ. Oh, no, no problem. I, I would just ask the question, but hey, if it help, if it help, I help. No, it, it it did, it did. Thank you. I think um sometimes, and I I'll be talking about this. Sometimes when we have a poor self body image, we avoid the mirror. So don't avoid the mirror. Don't avoid the mirror. Um, yeah, that that one's coming too. I'm gonna be talking about um self image and body image coming up on my in a in a couple weeks. So most definitely in actually um, in doing the research for that. It does say do not avoid the mirror. Not, avoiding the mirror yeah. is actually worse for is worse for your self-image. It is. You all look up that uh when the people were training for that movie Six Hundred, they did like a little thing where they would, would flex in front of the mirror for a certain amount of time to get like some people do that to get their body right. Your works on look like you if you see little boys who always are flexing in the mirror, they start getting muscles faster than the rest of the boys. And it works for girls too. You think they're pretty. Okay. Okay. Because I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna start flexing. I'm gonna start flexing. For real. Bodybuilders do that a lot. Flexing in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 done. I let everybody else ask. By the way, VJ, it's nice to see you on. Yes. Yes. I'm glad glad to be on. Oh, I have a comment. Hey, Chantel. Okay, I have to say this so far. I forget BJ talk, um, talking about having to keep your face serious when you're not trying to laugh at the kids. That is so hard for me. So I really have to practice that because I will just like bust out laughing, like especially with my son. I'm like, oh man. Uh, so that was a good point. But Michelle, oh, that was so good. That was really informative, and it really came at a perfect time, right after my meeting I had today, because I noticed something that I was doing and it was an hour meeting and I was getting, I was doing a pre-programmed questionnaire for an event, for a speaking event at a correction, at a detention center. And um, I felt like, and I've had the tendency to do this where I am over, like, I'm like, I, I mean, I feel like I'm doing it too much. So sometimes I'll like calm myself down or like if I'm standing too tall sometimes, or where I'm like um, staring, like 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 BJ, like looking for too long and really being, I mean, at a level of confidence to where I kind of find myself like, all right, Chantel, relax, I'm not that serious, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, 
I don't know how to. Maybe one second. One second. So um, I'm like, it was it was weird today because I was like, okay, wait, relax. So then once I started to let my auto suggestion of you know as a kid where they were like be heard, I mean be seen and not heard type of thing, I was like um, doing things like looking at the clock. Or I was like backing down, but I'm like, can you ever be overconfident? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Look, no, I don't think you can ever be overconfident. Now, there's there's arrogance, but that's different than overconfident. Um, overconfident is good. Overconfidence, I think, will will get you what you need from somebody. Um, look at Antonio. Antonio is it just it is. His confidence is inspiring. His confidence to me is inspiring. I don't think there's no, any such thing. I don't know if anybody has any input on that, but I don't think you can be overconfident. Yeah, because sometimes does I don't anybody? I'm like too much. Like like even huh? some like on calls or something, I'll be like, "All right, Chantel, enough." You know what I'm saying? Like. Relax. No. Like today with this woman, I was like really in tune. I was really deep in it. And then I found myself like, all right, relax. But it was like a mental thing. It was like, all right, just get calm. I love it when you. I think there's a way to be, um, be a little bit relaxed, but still confident. I actually love it when you are. I love it when you're in class and on the course and you're just into it and you're asking your questions because number one, you're asking questions and you're being confident, showing other people how to do it. I've learned a lot from you just by watching you be that way. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I'm, I don't know. Does anybody have a, a, an opinion on that or any thoughts, but I love it. I, I have a question on that. So, I guess in, in studying body language, um, what are some of the signs that we can be aware of when somebody uh, is uncomfortable mm -hmm. with, with, your, with your body language sometimes? Because, you know, sometimes I have to be careful. Like, I might be over aggressive and I, I just might be excited, but the other person like, oh, this dude is crazy. Um, like, basically, <laughs> the whole thing is, you know what I'm saying, how can we gauge when we need to calm down or when we need to crank it up mm -hmm. based off of the environment i guess that they have that awareness of other people's body language to see if we're matching i think actually mirroring somebody as far as you if you're like overly excited and maybe their uh, their personality is very calm i think that um mirror if you i think being able to mirror somebody is awesome self-confidence I think your awesome awareness, you're in tune not only to how your behavior is, but you're in, in tune to somebody else's behavior. So I think sometimes Antonio talks, Antonio talks about sometimes you have to bring yourself down and speak at someone else's level. To me, that's just, I think being able to recognize that right there is to make another person feel comfortable is awesome awareness. It's, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, you get into it, you get excited. It's not it's not taking your personality away, but it's also serving somebody else by making them feel comfortable. Did that make sense? Did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And also like how you said, um, be aware, you know, just being yeah. aware of 
um, how you are. And then also to go on BJ is being aware of other people because you can feel it. You, you Exactly. And I think being aware how everybody else is around you is when somebody is in low self-esteem and if they're in a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable, they're feeling unnervous, they're so aware of how they're feeling that they're not aware of anything around them. So I think it, being able to mirror somebody and be around somebody shows, shows I think, is, is, shows you right then and there that you have confidence because you're not paying attention really to how you're acting you're focusing on how somebody else is acting about towards you i know when i'm at my moments of insecurities in low self-esteem i'm so focused on me and so focused on my fears that i don't think about anybody else's so raising your awareness yeah it's all about me when i'm in low self-esteem <laughs> it's all about my feelings so being able, so I think that right there shows that you're more concerned about how somebody else's perception of you as far as if you're too aggressive is okay. Oh, hold on, let me mute. Oh. Okay, uh, Michelle, that's powerful. That was a very, very powerful call. Uh, even during the duration of the call, I had to personally check my body language at times. So thank you for that. Thank you for bringing the awareness of body language to us so we can be more aware <clears throat> of our body language when we're out in public or when we are doing business or just dealing with people, period. Um, to, to address what BJ said, and just my opinion, I'm not going to say I'm a factual man and I studied this to know it to be true, BJ, but I would say that <clears throat> it's always a time and a place to do everything, more or less, but your etiquette will tell you when, when it's okay, when it's not okay, as far as you say, on the person feeling uncomfortable. Because my deal is <clears throat> when you're overexerted or you're super excited at a football game, you don't care if a person is uncomfortable or not you're cheering for your team. But when you're super excited and overexerted and loud in church, you care what the next person next to you feel like. That doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. I should be able to be me wherever I go. If I'm a super extrovert, allow me to be a super extrovert wherever I'm at. If I'm excited about it, allow me to express and show my excitement. I understand etiquette and there's a certain place and certain time for certain things, but, <clears throat> I, I don't allow people, I used to allow people to quench who I am because of where I am, but I no longer allow people to quench who I am because of where I am. If you don't, if you don't like it or agree with it, get, get you know, move, you know, because I'm still going to be me. The same way I shout for my Houston Rockets, I'm going to shout for the deity in which I serve and worship and live my life for. And I wouldn't say it, it, everything is confidence. And that, I would agree with, uh, to Chantel, I would agree with Michelle and say there's no such thing as overconfidence. Now, what you don't want to do is have the attitude of being cocky with your confidence. Because <clears throat> arrogance, only thing arrogance, right, we, we messed the word arrogance up. Only thing arrogance means is not receiving new information, period, point blank. The word we are actually looking for is not arrogance. It's cockiness. 
cockiness is an attitude and when we show a cockiness when we show the attitude behind our confidence then it comes off as cocky but as long as you are humble you remain as confident as you want to be in any situation because antonio is okay, always good. confident but he's always humble that's why he never comes off as cocky make sense Open that up a little bit more about being being cocky. What what are some some signs that that you're cocky? And how can you be aware of that? Uh, cockiness comes from. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Cockiness comes from a, a few areas. Uh, people can kind of put it in you. You kind of put it in yourself because of some trials and tribulations that you have been through. But how you can know that you're cocky is, let's say, for example, I'm looking at the screen and I say, BJ, man, that's a nice coat. And you say, yeah, I know. That's why I bought it. That's cockiness and sarcastic. You know what I mean? Or, oh, man, that look, that look good on you. Yes, thank you. I know. That's why I put it on. Instead of just humbling yourself, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Make sense? Cockiness is your attitude about your confidence. So it, your attitude determines your altitude. If your attitude sucks with receiving a compliment, that means you are cocky about receiving a compliment, covered with a sucky attitude for it. And, and, and a lot of time cockiness comes in sarcasm because a lot of people play cockiness through sarcasm. They'll be sarcastic about it, but they're just really being cocky. You, you know that, that Mr. Know-it-all, the person, the, the one-upper, you, you, everybody knows the one-upper. You tell them that you closed one sale today, they had to close 10. Like, they have to one-up you on everything. You tell them, be blessed, they're going to say, well, you be blessed and highly favored. Like, they have to always one-up you. That's, that's an attitude of cockiness. I always have to have the final say, or I always have to have the last shot. I always have to hit the game winner. So my attitude with my confidence is to be cocky. And with my cockiness, sarcasm comes out. Make sense? You got me, BJ? Yeah, that make, that, that make, make perfect sense. So, yeah. Okay, even because the way you said it, I, I'll think about it now. Sometimes just playing it and being sarcastic and trying to be like a little, little slick on the side, it can come off as cocky. And if people Absolutely. like, and uh, it depends on what mindset they in, they go like, oh, do right, that's too cocky for me. I can't, I can't deal with that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I understand. I feel you all the way. Yes. Wow. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> no, that was good. Thank you. You saved me. <laughs> okay, does anybody else have any questions con or comments, concerns, complaints? Hey, Auntie. Hey, Grace. <laughs> Great job. I thank you for the pregame warm up yesterday on the ride home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but today was really good. You know, you really do have to watch, you know, your, your body language because it does speak you know more than more than your mouth does and so you really have to watch what it is that, that how you carry yourself 
because it's very important in business and in life, you know, personal and business. And so very informative calls. Thank you so much. And I'm going to continue to do the Antonio hands when I talk. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what else to call him. He do do that too. He does. He does. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Well, that's it. This has been the, I love spending my Tuesday evening with you guys. Tomorrow we have Walk It Out Wednesday with Bryant, the double certified people's pastor. Sunday we have uh, Plant Better Sunday Night Call. And next Tuesday we have Grace Sandals. So you guys have a great evening. Thank you. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? 
How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you want to go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion-going self is not enough to get to the top 1%, and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. 
to date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, it, you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers. And you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable. And I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement. And then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions hear me well 48 job positions 22 dollars an hour paid training and i couldn't find someone not one person for those job positions now is it because i hire slowly true but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. 
And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R E C R U I T E R zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes.